You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for the Hushed Syrinx, recorded June 5th, 2022. I am your host for this episode, little lore episode, and my name is Orkin. And I am Elemist. I know how to do this. Hi, Elemist. Do you? No. Do you? Okay. I okay. don't. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. This is my first well, episode. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I have some podcast info for you. Um, we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at HeyIsOrchid. You can tweet at Elmist at I underscore am underscore Elmist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. You can also hop in our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can also visit our Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps us, and we are very appreciative of everyone who's donated to us. Absolutely. Yeah, it really does help us. Uh, It's just so nice of you guys. Thank you so much. You can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. Oh, you did it this time. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Got to keep you on your toes. It's the first time ever. Oh my God. I don't know what to do. Um, (laughs) Finger guns. (laughs) Oh, yes. Finger guns. Your guns. Good job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's GCX weekend when this comes out. So to everyone at GCX, I hope you're having a good time. Woo. Yeah. I am there virtually because half of us on the lore panel are not there. So <laughs> Maddie Baxter and I did not make it. So we're not there. And I Maddie just had. Yeah. I second what Orchid says. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Make sure to social distance. Wear a mask. Be, Be safe. safe. Wash your hands. I mean, get hugs, but wash your hands. All the All stuff. The stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I'm not actually physically there, but, you know. Um, Me too. Lore panel. Lore panel, yay. Which is Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. And physically there in a room but on twitch supposedly i don't know i don't know how they're doing it i you know from when we're recording this it is this sunday before and i still don't have all the information so i'm like low-key kind (laughs) of freaking out right now and maddie maddie's wife danny just had a baby like they have an infant named leo he's very cute and he doesn't have any information. <laughs> like all of us are just like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Meh. 
whatever. Sounds to me like it's just going to be like you guys show up and talk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the way it is. We don't know what we're doing. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. You'll be fine. So, yeah, it's fine. It's great. <laughs> so new season, who does season of the haunted or season of the spicy meats? <laughs> Because it's not Season of the Sweet Meats Part 2, which is what I originally thought it was. But this is a very spicy season. Season of the Spicy Meats. It's a good season so far. <gasps> Isn't it? Oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, Elmas, your thoughts? Like, I'm I'm enjoying the actual story that's happening. Um, I pick up all kinds of different patrols and stuff while I'm on the Leviathan. And I, I do all the Tier 2 containments because like i like hearing zavala's story all the 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 audio lines that are talking about zavala um and it's it's funny because i've i've got a lot of people that i've played with and they're like who is this person who's talking to him who is sophia or sophia or whatever and i i just straight out tell them oh yeah that's his dead wife and people are like wait what <laughs> yeah how did they not know i mean we knew about his dead wife for like what two seasons now or something uh didn't he talk about it during like Keitel's big season of the chosen i thought was when we got that lore card uh actually it was at the end of splicer splicer was it splicer i thought it was chosen because he went to the vigil to remember the the, the people that were lost and they put up a whole vigil for everybody who was lost in the Vex invasion of the last city and because of Lakshmi and, and all that. So he went to that, that vigil and remembered his wife. Hindsight, like that was the biggest tell that there was going to be some kind of plot going for Zavala. But at the time we were just kind of like, Oh, Hey, that's cool. We get a little more background on like why Zavala is the way he is. I know. I love Zavala's story. I can't wait for his sad sadness. Right. Is that a mean thing to say? <laughs> well, like, I don't think so. Because, like, it's going to be, a, if if it's anything like the past two weeks for Sever, like, it's going to be amazing. And we will cover Sever in a little bit. But, yeah. what What are your thoughts? I really super like it, but I mean, it's callous and Leviathan, so of course I like it. <laughs> I mean, the minute I, like, the minute I landed and saw that it was Leviathan, I was, like, screaming. I was like, oh my god! Because of course, <laughs> it's Leviathan. It's callous. It's everything I love. I love that we're back in Leviathan. Leviathan is my favorite raid. I love the changes that they made to it. I love how spoopy it is. Um, I don't love Solar 3.0 in how dark it is in there because like Bungie really, really, really hates my eyesight and hates my brain and wants me to have issues. Cool. We've been over that a hundred times. I don't need to beat that dead horse into the ground. Uh, it's already been to the glue factory and back and like re put back into the horse and beaten again and taken Aww. back to the glue factory. But um, poor Alpo, I, you named it Alpo, Alpo dog food. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. 
<laughs> it was turned into dog food also. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> horse has been through a lot. I mean. Jesus. Hasn't the horse been through a lot? Yeah. This epilepsy dead horse has been through a lot. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. It really, really honestly, like, this season hurts my eyes a lot more actually physically hurts my eyes a lot more than like the past ones have and i don't know why i love the weekly story so far the containment like loop is i can just like kind of sink into it and it's really fun yeah and it's like i just i really like it playing in castellum is fun and um, I like what they've done with dogs and I like what they've done with pools. Um, I like being able to kind of run in the underbelly a little bit. My knowledge of the underbelly is completely thrown out the window now. Because oh my God, right. it's not the same as it used to be. Like their doors are closed where they used to be open. So I'm like, I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> well, and, and more than that, like it's been two years since I've I've personally or it, like a year and a half yeah since i've been down in the leviathan like it's i know my understanding of the underbelly was thrown out already and then they actually exactly. changed stuff so like i am completely out of phase with it yeah i have no idea now um <laughs> but it's so cool and like the little spicy pockets are really neat um i love all the little secrets the callous bobbleheads are so funny um the first one i found i'm like what is this what are these glowing eyes in the dark and then i found more and they're very funny <laughs> and i love collectible bullshit in this game i don't know why it's just like gotta catch them all so um I, just, I love stuff like that i love bobbleheads <laughs> it's I, collectible stuff is fun i like it so um i love that so all these little things are great absolutely yeah, and like one of my friends was one of the people that did all of like the seasonal quests for this season. So it's been fun like running around playing with him and hearing his thoughts now that it's come out, hearing him be excited for the thing that he made and it's kind of made it more special. So I've really been enjoying playing with him and playing with the thing that he's excited about and getting that at the same time is like me being excited about it. So it's like this excitement loop, which I've been enjoying. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's like when two people are hyping each other up and they just keep yes. hyping each other up. Yes. Until eventually it hits like event horizon level. Uh-huh. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Or he'll point at something and be like, I put that there. And be like, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> and he'd be like, thanks. Oh my God, that's such good placement. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'm really proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so cute. I love it so much. But the best thing about the season, um, a beloved and Ostringer and like Callus oh Mini Tool are back. Yeah! <laughs> like all these... All these in Epicurean, um, all these beloved weapons that we had back in Season of the Sweetmeats okay. Part 1. Okay. Um, I have to speak up about this. What? Because 
in acts in in the episode that we just released acts of mercy part two Hmm. it was recorded just before the season started and there was a part in there where we talked about how we missed Ostringer and beloved and yeah and like and how we wanted them to bring it back and they wouldn't because they were cowards (laughs) and then they did we got shown up we did get shown up like days later (laughs) days later and here they are bringing those weapons back so our man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks guys Bungie's like we got you <laughs> bringing those weapons back <laughs> lol <laughs> and you can craft them that I'm excited about so those painful Ostringer rolls that you fought for for so long trying to get man do you remember having to get and do so many menageries to get that Ostringer that you wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lol. How many runes did you slot having to get the perfect Ostringer? <laughs> so many. Not anymore. Now you have to do red border weapons to get the yeah. perfect Ostringer that you want. Good luck getting those. Lol. It'll be easier later in the season. Yes. And and that's just because we're in like week two. As of the episode dropping, this is week three. Some people already have their Ostringers made. My God. And some people have only gotten one Ostringer. Some people haven't gotten any Ostringers. I'm in that group. You haven't gotten any? Nope. Not even a random roll one. I've gotten one that is actually a really good roll. But... I've I've been enjoying a callus mini tool. I have several very good callus mini tools, but I already had a really good callus mini tool from <laughs> last time. So I still use that one. Now I have a bunch of new good ones. Hooray. Which I'm thrilled about. I love callus mini tool because it synergizes really well with Mita mini tool, which I've now been seeing or with yeah, with with Mita. Mida, Mida, normal Mida. Multi-tool, not mini-tool. Mida multi-tool, yeah, thank you. That one, the shiny one. (laughs) But I've been seeing that pop up a lot lately in Rift. Can we talk about that for a second? Because it's Iron Banner week. One of two. Yeah. Week two and week eight are going to be Iron Banner weeks this season. Yeah. So how are you finding Iron Banner this week? I've been having problems with it. Uh-huh. And I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how much of that is actually nostalgia for OG Rift. Because what we got as Rift is not the same. The actual goal, the objective of it, has stayed the same. How the spark works and certain small things have changed and that that changes the game overall so in og rift it used to be that if you died with the spark the spark would just respawn in in its normal spot which is usually where b is on whatever map but the problem with new rift it just drops wherever the person died so if they died five feet from your team's goal they just need to a person to actually be able to pick it up and move five feet and then they've got it 
I can understand doing that, but it gives the game a different feel as a an average PvP player or below average player. It makes me feel like I'm just cadmium fodder. Like I'm specifically there to take bullets so that our runner doesn't get hit. And the actual scoring has changed. It used to be point based. So like even kills got you a little bit of points. The actual rift ignitions got you the most points. And those were pretty much the way to win. And it was like three rift explosions and you won. Now it's, and and this, I swear, this is going to be tweaked. Currently, it's best to seven. That is way too high. I thought it was best to five. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's best to five. Still way too high. Like, usually I'm able to figure out if it's going to be a, a win or a loss by like, the second ignition i'm of the opinion that you can really only play it if you are in like freelance or if you're in a six stack because if you are in a team of like two or three and if you aren't really good like you're just gonna get wrecked at least that's how i found because i'm not a super good pvp player like i play a lot of pvp but i'm not good at it I'm very bad at it. <laughs> so it's it's been um, a very steep learning curve because like my brain is thinking it's still like Rift 1. I'm going to call the Rift 1 and Rift 2. <laughs> thing 1, Thing 2. Thing 1 and Thing 2, Rift 1 and Rift 2. Yeah, it's, it, it's a little bit of a painful learning curve. Uh, it's very fast. It's a lot faster than original Rift used to be. I'm having fun. Uh, I played as a six stack with my friend Kenny and a bunch of his friends uh, yesterday. So Saturday. And I had a lot of fun. Um, but Kenny is like a top 500 crucible player. Yeah, he and is. A lot of his friends are too. And they are very good. So I was, you know, we were winning and playing on European servers. The lag was garbage. and It was just like it was hot trash for me, for some of them. I was not expecting to do well. I got some kills and I got to like run the spark a bit because they were killing people around me. So I was kind of protected a bit. Having the requirement of using solar or void when I exclusively use stasis more out of a requirement and need than anything else, because like, that's the thing that doesn't hurt my eyes. So I don't have a build for void or solar. So I had to like make a build really quickly for PVP because I did not play PVP last season. So I was like, ah, shit. So <laughs> I had to like make a build and figure out what I was going to do and I didn't have any PvP stuff ready for Void for all the new Void stuff. I had an old so like Void PvP build, but since they changed everything, I, none of my stuff transferred over. I had to like reformulate all of my shit and really consider what I was doing. And I hadn't picked up anything for my Korra. Oof. Yeah, because I didn't use Void at all last season. 
because void hurts my eyes. Right. And solar honestly hurts my eyes. So I haven't picked up many of those either. So, yeah. Well, there's going to be very little usage of either of those. And when arc comes out, like I'm going to be in big trouble. Yeah. Especially with blinding aids. Arc is honestly the worst out of all of them. So that's going to be great. And I awesome. And I predict that next season Iron Banner is going to be all three of the the light yep. subclasses. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, yeah, just run one of them and, and you'll make progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, Stasis main is going to be like, neat. Stasis, please. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like a little butthurt by that. But I've been using Revoker and people hate me. So <laughs> I'm just like sitting back with Revoker and um and like old weapons like it's, you know, year two, <laughs> year three of Destiny. So <laughs> and having like a great old time. So so I had pulled out Not Forgotten. Uh-huh. How'd that go? Not well. Oh, no. The weapon does not feel good anymore. <gasps> oh, no. And it made me sad. I pulled out my old Ostringer. My old Ostringer feels real good. I'm, I'm, that's going to be the next weapon that I hunt for. Because it would, it would, yeah. like, I was heartbroken. I tried for three matches. And I could not get Not Forgotten to actually work. Like, I just could not get kills. That's too bad. So, like, I was like, all right, fine. Deleted it again and and just moved to something else. Oh, yeah. No, my Revoker feels really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but it's because it gives you back the ammo. Well, and, and it's also special ammo. So, like. Yeah. Which is a hot commodity now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I was definitely feeling the pinch of the special ammo. It was interesting not seeing as much on the ground as I used to. So, I mean, that's the play. If you want to have people not have as much, don't use a special weapon. I did get killed by Felwinters a lot. Okay. I am seeing people use Felwinters. They're, they're pulling that back out. So... Good job um, of sunsetting that, Bungie. Well, that was in Season of the Worthy, though. Mm-hmm. Those weapons weren't sunset. Yeah, Felwinters got, got un-not-sunset. Un, un, well, like, it was never sunset to begin with. Yeah, but then they nerfed it, but then it got unnerfed. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. The Destiny community looks at a single nerf and is like, oh, time to move on. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been seeing it a lot lately this week. Okay. So, yeah. I might have to dust mine off. Yeah. No, a lot of people have been using it. So, apparently it's good again. I don't know. I'm very confused by that. I'm like, there are better shotguns out there, but apparently not. Bellwinter is good. Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. My ear is not to the ground when it comes to PvP things anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, Rift? Okay. We'll see. I know they're going to make changes between now and week eight, which yep. is why they have so much time in between the two. 
Um, are you going for the seal? Eventually. I'm I'm not doing it this season. I'm like I'm two thirds of the way there. Like I think I'll I'll be finished this season. I just need one more week. Well, and like I I'm, I was going in freelance. Like I didn't have anybody to play with this week because they were uh, already yeah. in full teams. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I just went in freelance, and I yeah blueberries suck. <laughs> yeah yeah. And like, so a lot of my experiences might end up being tainted because for one thing, I was trying to use a weapon that just was not performing and I was also going in by myself. Right. So like I, I'm realizing my biases there. Yeah. (sighs) But Uh, yeah. I mean, you have one more week and you can get some teams then. So I know that I did. I definitely had fun playing with Kenny and his friends. I will hopefully play more with them when it comes back around next week. And um, I'm going to try to play more raids this season, I think is going to be my goal. Because they're doing like the raid pinnacle rotation now. And I kind of want to get in on that. That's also for dungeons. Yeah, but uh, the new dungeon hurts my eyes more yeah. than the new raid does. The new dungeon's super cool. The lore in it is awesome. The mechanic, super cool. I love the new dungeon a lot. Um, we'll never be able to solo it because my I can't. Like, I literally cannot. So, yeah. I've done it once. I will never do it again. I've done it once as well. Probably. And it, I just, I haven't had time to actually dive back in with Iron Banner and real life responsibilities. Like, I just, I haven't been able to dive back in. Because um, I I do plan on going for that solo flawless. For this dungeon? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I've got it for all the others, so. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I haven't done it for Grasp, and I won't do it for this one. I have it for the other ones, but ever since the lighting changed, and there's just, I can't. And that's understandable. Like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be putting yourself in danger to get something done in-game. Yeah, but I've done a solo flawless of Shattered Throne, which is, like, egregiously terrible, like, 19 times. So, like, I don't, I don't know why, like, I can't for the other ones, but it's just, like, it's changed so much and gotten so bad that I can't anymore, so. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's fine. I'm just a little better about it. Um, so, we have Sever is the last thing on our list. Uh, the weekly story is uh, what What are your thoughts? So we have uh, week one and week two so far that we've gotten through. Uh, I know this comes at week three, but we haven't gotten there yet because it's Sunday when we're recording this. So we've only gone through crow story so far. Crow slash Aldrin story. So do you want to go through the two parts of the stories? Yeah. So week one 
essentially the whole idea behind the sever mission is that we're going onto the Leviathan, planting these beacons, and then we get to the gauntlet. And that is where we face the boss. Story-wise, when we actually get to the gauntlet, in week one, we see Crow dealing with his nightmare, but it's like he's just constantly fighting it. He's like the nightmare is just tearing at him and he's just tearing at himself. In week two, he actually accepts the points that the nightmare is bringing up and he accepts the nightmare as a part of himself. He's saying that, you know, yeah, Aldrin was my past. I have his memories. I'm going to look at Aldrin and know that those are the missteps that I should not be taking. And that that acceptance actually kind of cleansed the nightmare. So now he looks like a force ghost in the helm. And I'm like, if they're going to be doing this for other characters, like I love this. This was my favorite aspect of, of shadow keep was helping Eris come to grips with her entire fire team's death you know, grieving her fire team in a healthy way. Like that was my favorite part of Shadowkeep. And that is actually the basis of the Sever mission so far. So I am personally just loving this mission. What about you? I really like the visual that we get when you go back into the helm and you see Aldrin as Force Ghost hanging out above the radio and it's like the reminder of the accomplishment of crow like working through his nightmare and like going through that acceptance and it's really like i think from for me personally like the first week when he was like a real sad boy and didn't defeat his nightmare like i did that one by myself i didn't do that with anybody else um, and it like really hit me and like I sat there and cried like it was really hard doing that mission. Like I've like personally had times where I've like really struggled and like could not accept parts of myself and like did not want to accept parts of myself. And so like doing that mission like where he finally accepts it and is like no like that is a part of me and not fighting it and not defeating it and just being like, no, this is me. That calm acceptance and not feeling like you have to beat it out of yourself, but like pulling it into yourself is the difference, I think. And so yeah, having that like visual reminder is really important. And so it was really kind of special seeing it there as that reminder, that visual reminder. I think that's really important. It's a calm visual reminder, too. The blue is very different from the red. I know it's like a very Star Wars thing also, which is like fun, but I don't know. It's like it's a very emotional thing. It's a very emotional season. Like it already has me like choked up a little bit. So <laughs> the season's going to make me cry a lot, <laughs> I think. Just I already, you guys know, I already, I already cry all the time anyway. 
<laughs> this season's gonna have me cry a lot i think just wait until we get to zavala i know i can't i can't do that i don't think i can uh, that one is gonna tear at me oh god i don't know if i can like it's <laughs> like watch it not be his dead wife watch it be Cade. Or something. Watch it be something that we don't expect. Actually, that's why Ikora hasn't gone down. I just... Uh, that is why Ikora has not gone to to help. Yeah. Because she knows it would be Cade. It will be. Because it's going to be Cade. Yep. Like, I don't know if I can handle that. that and watching would, it be Cade uh, and have it be like... Having Cade be like, no, like, you have fucking Aldrin Sov here. Like, did you forget? Like, he killed me. You bitch. <laughs> like, like, that would just tear my heart out. I don't know if I can handle seeing that. I don't know if I can. Like, I, oh, God. Yeah, that, that would just tear my heart out. Oh, Well, man. with that, with that lovely thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> All like the new people who didn't experience that, is that going to hit them as hard? Do you, I'm sitting here like, oh God, I'm like all emotional. <laughs> like I'm, I am enjoying this, this story and I, I know it's going to bring me to tears, but like at the end, it's going to be good tears. Just like, just like what we saw with Crow. So week one, you know, the nightmare was tearing him down and he was accepting the criticism and, and everything. Week two, he started realizing that what the nightmare is doing is feeding on his fears. And, you know, he just needs to accept the parts that he doesn't like about himself. And I am I am so waiting to see that for the other characters that we've got this season. Like that's. This story is going to be heart-wrenching, and there's going to be tears, but at the end of it, they are going to be good tears. I think it's realizing that you're enough. It's it's learning to love yourself Yeah. for the way that you are, and that is hard for a lot of people. It's like... It's like the the world renowned music group BTS and their album Love Yourself. <laughs> That's all you need. That's what this season is teaching us. Love yourself. And with that, we should go into the Lore Network ad. I think. Yes. Lore Network ad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do advocate for everyone listening to um the album Love Yourself though. Of course it's you really do. good. Love Yourself answer is super good. Everyone should listen to it. Of course you do. I got green to listen. She loves BTS now, by the way. Oh, God. You're infecting others. She, I am not. She came to it on her own. And then she's like, Orkin, I really like BTS. Can you tell me all about it? And I'm like, my time has come. <laughs> I've been training for yes. this all my life. I have been training for this for years. My secret life as army has finally come to this. Oh, God. Yes. Lore Network ad, please. <laughs> Yay! The Lore Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, 
then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos, so join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. Well, that was a good palate cleanser. <laughs> so are we ready? Bigger hearts. <laughs> no. I... Little lore explanation. Yeah. Is that what you want? Okay. I'll be quiet. You can do your job. So this is a little lore episode. Some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. And this week's item is the Hushed Syrinx. You obtain it from the flawless chess completion in the Trials of Osiris Lighthouse. The flavor text reads, I'm glad you're staying. And the lore tab reads, Out of his armor, laid in a sterile bed and clothed in linen, Osiris looks thin and frail. Age wears lines into his face deeper than the trenches of mercury. His chest rises and falls with slow breaths, and the ambient light provided by the surrounding medical equipment casts him in a pale blue shade darkening the hollows beneath his eyes. He is a threadbare remnant of a man. In contrast, Saint-14 is a mountain. Even seated at Osiris's bedside, the titan looms over him like a gargoyle keeping watch. He looks at Osiris's hand, seemingly tiny, cradled within his own. There is so much fear in Saint's heart, so much doubt, and so much unspoken love. Too unspoken. Never again. Saint lifts Osiris's hand to his mouth and kisses his knuckles. I'm glad you're staying, Crow says, appearing in the doorway at the medical bay. Saint stands and only offers a silent nod in response, looking back at Osiris in a moment of uncertainty. Crow gives him a look of sympathy. I understand. You do not. Saint's voice is tight, and Crow feels the shift in Saint's emotion. Not anger, but defensiveness. Tell me something. Up there. He points skyward, indicating the Leviathan in orbit over the Earth. Your doubts, your shame, they come alive. Crow looks away for a moment, distracted by turbulent memories. Yeah, he replies. That is why I do not go to hell, Saint states in a firm tone. Because, because I know Osiris will be waiting for me, up there. And I, I cannot bear seeing another thing wearing his face. Crow avoids Saint's gaze. He can feel the uneasy tension palpable between them. Still, 
Crow steps forward and gently places a hand on Saint's arm. When he looks up into the Exo's eyes, it is not with judgment, but empathy. Saint considers Crow's hand for a moment before drawing the hunter into a tight embrace. You are a good bird. Thank you. Oh my god. That's really emotional. It's like really emotional. Like I am pretty sure listeners are going to be able to tell that like I was starting to choke up during the reading. Yeah, you were. <laughs> like that was It was really good. Oh man. Like that that lore tab just hits hard. It really does. Yeah. It's really sad. And I mean, if Saint does end up going up, it is going to be Osiris. Yep. That he sees. And it'll be Osiris being like, like, you didn't do enough for me. I'm all alone. Yeah. Whatever. He might have to accept that he's not coming back. Well, so. I don't know. Like, what do you do in that situation? I, I don't know. I uh, honestly, I think. S- I've never been in that situation. I think Saint is doing the best. Like the objectively best thing he can do. He knows that if he goes anywhere near the moon, it's going to be Osiris. So he's staying as far away as possible because he knows that he he's going to break down. So he's working on other fronts and he's still at Osiris's bedside. We don't know how often he is, but we know that he is. Okay, I have a separate question. And I had the same question when I was reading parts of the Trials armor. This is like an aside right now. Mm-hmm. Why are people going on patrols on the moon when they know the moon is fucky? To like what? To like clean out the fallen because the fallen are like taking wiring who gives a shit like let the fallen have the wiring good job the gg's fallen like you can have the haunted bullshit (laughs) like like you want you want a haunted wiring okay i have it i totally agree but i think (laughs) take the haunted wiring we do not need it i totally agree but i think a lot of it boils down to the fact that the vanguard wants control over the space around the pyramid so if any enemies come near i can see there being a fear of like well what if they decide to go for the pyramid what if they decide to use it against us then why don't they just put guns around it that have like remotes and then just like not be near it it's just this is my problem with some of it it's like if you know it's bad and you know it's full of ghosts but like not the not like the flashlight ghosts like you know it's full of ghosts you know a haunting ghosts if you know you have like if you know you have a portal to hell in your backyard you don't go poking it with a stick <laughs> you know yeah it don't do it like my guy i there's the show a haunting on discovery channel or whatever from like the 90s i fucking loved that show growing up because it's dumb (laughs) 
And I love dub TV shows like that in like Ancient Aliens, two of my favorite shows because they're super dumb. They're dumb as fuck. <laughs> this does not surprise me. I know. I'm a scientist and I love these shows because they're so outside the realm of like any science at all. So I can watch them and be like, this is not real. I love this. I love it so much. But all these people are like, yup, there's a ghost. It took over my bar. And I'm like, good job, ghost. Like, you do you. It's always like the same five actors in like the same three locations. And it's so <laughs> great. Like, it's super entertaining. And now they have all of them on like Amazon Prime on like their haunted ghost channel that you can get for like a dollar a month. It's great. It's the same thing from this show. It's like, if you know there's a portal to hell in your backyard, don't fucking touch it. If you know there's a haunted pyramid, don't fucking touch it. Like, why do you constantly touch the thing? Like, people. Don't do it. Just stop. Stop touching the thing. Yeah. Just don't do it. Like I, I agree. It's like the ticky-tocky. I see people putting their fingers in, like, the thing that shocks them when the little light goes around. And then there's a bunch of guys. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're like, but, and I'm like, don't put your dick in it. I know what you're thinking. I can see the look on your face. You want to put your dick in it just to see what would happen. Don't fucking do it. Don't put your dick in it. Don't do it. Yeah. I know you. Don't do it. Stupid. Idiots. Anyways, getting back to actual content. Um <laughs> Actual content. <laughs> <laughs> so orchid on a tangent. So um we did a little bit of research before beforehand because we were like hushed syrinx. The fuck is a syrinx? What's a syrinx? We don't know words. Well uh <laughs> we've got a small segment called What's Behind the Name. Hey, it's like a deep dive, but on our show and not focus fire chat. So a syrinx, or syrinx, uh, was a nymph in Greek mythology who followed the goddess Artemis. The god Pan tried to seduce her, so she asked. Ooh, so she asked some river nymphs to help her escape. As a result, she was transformed into reeds that made a horrible sound when Pan would blow across them. Pan took the reeds, cut them into appropriate lengths, and turned them into a panpipe, which were was then named syrinx since then and that was what's behind the name because we just <laughs> put it into google and that's what came up and I, us and i kind of feel like we actually need to give the source because we kind of copy and pasted uh greekmythology.com yep so thank you to you them you can learn things <laughs> yep good job the, the internet <laughs> Yes, good job, the internet. <laughs> I'm so good at the internet. Oh my god. Oh god. Um, this is what is this a ship? Yes. Uh, usually for our shout outs, we uh do things like our favorite ship 
or whatever the thing is of the thing that we're doing. So what's your favorite ship, Elemist? Uh, I'm actually pulling it up. Forbidden oh. Memory. Which one's that one? It's the one with Zavala. <gasps> the one with his dead wife? Yes. Ah, I called it. Right in the feels. Just, ugh. Oh, God. You're just going to punch me right in the dick, aren't you? <laughs> God, Elmist, why? What about you? Shout outs? Oh, my shout out is to the Amnestia S2. <laughs> Uh, the also known as the pulled pork ship. Yep, that's uh, my favorite ship. I wear it all the time, and if I'm not wearing that, I'm usually wearing the cerulean fat flash, the one that looks like a batarang, because I apparently have a real hard on for donning ships. <laughs> but currently, I'm actually wearing wings of the firebird, which is like the one that you can buy for silver right now. In the in the store from this season, it's really pretty. It's just on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how you make fire work in space, but it's it looks cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really into it. It's very spicy. It's all holograms and shit. Um, it is. It's all holograms and shit, but it, it looks very spicy. I like it. And, and currently mm-hmm. I'm rocking the Constellation Tracer. It's another Eververse <laughs> only one. But the oh. the wings are kind of that um that bright neon mm-hmm. like built out of light kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just I like the way it looks. I think uh, it's cool. Yes. Have no actual like anything towards it. It it doesn't really hold a place in my heart. It's just I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. It takes shaders pretty well. That's it. I had no idea the Cerulean Flash had Lady Scory and Lords of Iron and shit in it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. This is from season two. Yeah. It's it's the oldest ship. It's one of the oldest ships. It's from the first dawning. I've used the ship that long. (laughs) <laughs> until i got the pulled pork ship and then i started using that one but um yeah uh i had no idea because i never read the lore on it until now i got it in curse of osiris and then i just that's the ship i started using and i, I like that ship see now my question about the amnestia mm-hmm. do you love it because it's a dawning ship or because you had to read the lore tab on it so much <sighs> Do we need to say why I had to read it so much? Yes, yes, I feel like we do. Oh, God. Um, for people who haven't listened to this podcast from the first episode, which I feel is no one since everyone starts at episode one, uh, as a refresher, the Amnestia S2 is the lore with pulled pork on it. Before we actually got anything <laughs> about who Crow was or yes glint or anything like Mm -hmm. this was their first talking entry since this was the first entry with crow and pulled pork slash glint yes yes since before crow became crow really and i am a well-known uh hater of pulled pork a renowned disliker hater of pulled pork well, I mean, you're Jewish. I have, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
you do like to remind people that I do keep kosher and do not eat uh, pork <laughs> unless it is uh, put in front of me. And I don't like to be rude to people, but I do not seek it out, I should say. I look for the joke wherever it finds. Thanks. No problem. I know. I know. Thanks. <laughs> um, the... I have a redemption on my Twitch channel that people can redeem their channel points and I will read lore. And for almost a good year, people would only redeem this lore book, like this specific one. Yup. And I've read it so many times. (laughs) And I hate it so much. (laughs) I didn't even have to like go searching for the thing because I was usually in destiny. And so I would just like open up the lore on my ship at the time (laughs) but yeah so that's why the question is though elemist what's your what's your entrance that you prefer on your ships honestly i haven't dove into that what's your transmat what's your transmat uh actually i gotta pull that you have different ones on each ship or do you have the same transmat on each ship i usually just leave it default (gasps) what uh, for one of my ships, I have the Veterans Flare, which you only got if you had a character that was brought from D1 into D2. And then for another one, I've got Stero ne- Sterile Neutrino effects. So like Taken being spawned in. Mm-hmm. And those are the only ones that I've actually like actively put on my ship. Uh, I also have signal processed on one of my black armory ships and that's because it's a black armory transmat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I haven't dove a whole lot into the transmat effects. Wow. Um, shaders. Um, sure. But transmat, like I only see whenever I die. I only use sweet entrance on all of my ships. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) when I die, it pops up the gingerbread house with the peppermint and it goes bling. That's what it is every time. I die bling. I die bling. Sweet. I die bling. Okay. I'm going to do special thanks um, unless you have actual shout out. You have an actual shout out since this is the only time we're doing actual shout outs. Uh, Nothing for now. Okay. I'm finally moved into the house with my partner. So um, thank you to Joe for putting up with me for over the last couple of weeks. We're finally moved in. Uh, Everything is pretty much back to normal. Hopefully I need to move my stuff out of the middle of the living room and back into my office. So we can actually, you know, have a normal life. So thank you to him. Um, I appreciate him. And the dog and the cat are finally trying to not kill each other because they're both like right next to me right now. Being quiet for once. Hooray. But now my question is, like, have they realized that the other is there? Yes. The dog is wrapped up in blankets because he's just a baby. And Toki has not killed him yet. Oh, give him time. So far. Give him time. I know. It's going to happen <laughs> one of these days. Before we started recording, I was watching Spy Family in bed. 
and the dog was curled up next to me and Toki was on top of me. And then Toki kind of slid off of me and was going towards the dog. And the dog didn't realize until Toki was almost on top of him because Toki, I think, was trying to either kill him or cuddle him. I wasn't entirely certain, but the dog was not having it and jumped like 30 feet in the air. Exaggeration. It was more like five, but then like leapt off the bed and like (laughs) three feet away from the bed. And I'm like, I don't know how you did that. I'm really impressed that you moved so quickly with a blanket wrapped around you. Oh, it's very funny. He's a whippet. They're built for speed. Yeah. So it was very funny. Um, yeah. So uh, here's some special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zevis. Uh, you can find him at Rindle Zevis on Twitter. Excuse me. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource that we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reminders, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. I don't know where that is anymore. Uh, you can join our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. Uh, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Ow, I just hit my mic. It really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> it's so violent. Uh, every little bit helps. Help me get rehab for my hand. Oh, God. <laughs> Doing violence to myself. Yeah, we, we greatly appreciate the help. Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you so much. Have a good night. Day. A uh, listening hour. <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye now. Yeah, goodbye now. <laughs> goodbye now. Stuff. Otters. <laughs> Goodbye.